1: It is the winter of 1926, Chicago. Reuniting with her estranged friends after five years, Dr. Dorothy Taylor chases the faint echoes of an evil she thought vanquished. Pursuing new enemies they suspect of working for old ones, our heroes have delved deep into the underworld of speakeasies and gangsters. But if thou gaze long into the abyss, the abyss will also gaze into... THE INFINITE BAD The Butchers of Goose Lake Part 3 The back room of the three of clubs' speakeasy is furnished with reddish-purple drapes to match the red carpet and plush red furniture now lying askew or in splinters on the floor. In the centre, Dorothy steps lightly over the body of the unnamed assailant, who gently twitches, his mangled eye oozing vitreous fluid. Sebastian holds a handkerchief up to his face, stemming the blood from the bridge of his broken nose. Cornelia catches her breath, holding her broken, blood-caked umbrella loosely on the near wall a light spray of blood has left a spatter on the rich wallpaper though whose blood it is is not immediately apparent it makes sense dorothy thinks with her increasing clinical detachment that they decorated the room in red joy turns to the others holding the crumpled note containing their only surviving lead aloft in triumph and reads aloud
3: when you're done at the three clubs go on to the bible press over in Fulton, 22 north marcy street Vinny's already there, and he's ready to go with Angie. We'll deal with the rest. Be there by midnight. <gasps> Angie? Uh, yes. The
0: um, Dorothy, did forget to mention there is a dead body outside. We probably ah. should have brought that up sooner, I feel.
3: I see. Yes. It seemed to be mob violence, but if is involved, maybe you should take a look at it. Were uh, the teeth missing? Yes,
0: but maybe he just had bad teeth. You know? I'm not a doctor, Dorothy. <laughs> All
3: right, well, maybe I should take a look at it. How are oh, you? You look like you're...
0: Feel fine. Actually, it's this chap I'm worried about. I'd like to check to see if this guy is okay. Okay,
1: uh, make a medicine check at disadvantage.
0: And how uh, would I... Please pick up.
1: Sixteen. Sixteen, wow, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You've seen this before. (laughs) Uh, He is dead. Um, Yeah, Uh, he's he's stone cold dead. Well, now I feel bad.
0: (sighs) I I have a feeling this man was probably just doing his job. Well, his job was... Crime, yes, I know that. His job was crime, yes, but still, it's... It's never easy to to kill a man, Mrs. Cavendish. It's actually
3: very easy. It's
0: easy. (laughs) Okay, then. Sebastian, Um, you
3: seem to be bleeding. Can I just patch you up a little bit? Couldn't be
0: better. I mean, if you must, if you insist, (laughs) I know you're probably dying to wow us all with your doctor skills, Dorothy. I'll be your guinea pig.
3: (laughs) Oh, thank you, Sebastian. That is kind of you. (laughs) And
1: I sink slowly to the ground. (laughs) Make a medicine check, Dorothy.
3: Oh no, six.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have a look at the bridge of his nose and uh, you kind of wince and go, ooh. (laughs) You don't really know what to do about it, um, but you are able to just disinfect the, the broad wound across his chest where he was slashed. Uh, So you heal one hit point, Sebastian. I would say work on the bedside manner a bit, (laughs) Dorothy.
3: I like that feedback. Thank you, Sebastian. I'd like to pick up the ledger and see if there's anything more.
0: Yeah,
1: so make an intelligence check. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you can see that it's got these uh, various names of people each of them has a physical description and each has a number between one and three for each entry but you can't really draw any more conclusions that from it is
3: all that's in the ledger?
1: yeah it's that's all that's how all many the names? Uh, there's roughly 40 Okay.
3: can I have a look around just to see if I can figure out where the rest of them might have gone to like if there's any signs yeah
1: okay the... make an investigation check 14. Uh, yes, you notice that the basement window at the end of the hallway is open and it's letting in a, a draft of icy cold air. What kind of whiskey was it? Old Fitzgerald whiskey.
0: Mm. Uh, I look at the bottle for a while and then decide not to risk it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so back in the main room, there is a very loud commotion now occurring. Mm, let's get out of
0: here. Yeah, I think let's go through the window. Yeah, know, maybe. yeah. You don't think just the... Front door. I mean, what are they going to do now? We're, we've already been in the establishment. They can't throw us out. I start walking towards the front
3: door. <laughs> no, Sebastian. I think it's better if they know that we're not here. Come on. Also, this we way. might be able to follow their tracks or something. Let's go the way they went.
0: See, yeah. this is what I've been missing for the past five years. <laughs> yes, I like it. All right, lead the way. I'd okay. Like
3: to grab the sawn shotgun.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is loaded with two shells oh, in both barrels. Uh, make perception checks. 17, 5, 3, 19. Okay, so Dorothy and Cornelia, you hear that in the in the hubbub that's going on in the main room, you hear people talking about a sting and that there's police coming and they're going to take them all away. Uh, and people are losing their shit. They're screaming. They're trying to clamber over each other. Uh, you can hear a lot of screaming going on now. <laughs> I start
0: laughing. <laughs> Look at them scurrying like rats. I think that's scram. Yeah. Yes. Let us also scurry like rats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to clamber through the basement window yeah. at the end of the yeah. hallway. Okay, uh, so you pass back outside into the icy air and the streets of Chicago, uh, and you're actually right near the dumpster. You've managed to come out of the side wall of this tenement block, and so you're now in the parking lot. Uh, You can hear that some people have managed to make it outside the main entrance of the speakeasy, and there's quite a few people running down the street at full pelt. Uh, everyone's very distracted. No one seems to be even coming into this lot. So you're pretty much isolated from the commotion outside. You don't see any police, though. You don't see any evidence of the police or anything like that.
3: I do think if we're going to investigate this body, we need to speed it up a bit
1: because if the yeah. police
3: are coming, we don't want to be stood near and body. Not a good look. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you bring Dorothy to inspect the body. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the body is still there. Uh, So yeah, it's a a young man. His jaw is slack and half open now uh, from Sebastian's probing (laughs) earlier in the night. Uh, And yeah, he's got this kind of hair still wet with garbage water slicked over his face partially. Do you get into the dumpster to take a closer look?
3: I suppose I do.
1: Okay, make an athletics check.
2: 17.
1: Okay, yeah. Easily vault into the dumpster as well and uh, make a medicine check to have a look at the body. (laughs) Um.
3: Seven, actually. I thought
1: that was a one. But it's a seven, okay. so... <laughs> and this man is dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they, you can tell that he is relatively recently deceased. But it's difficult to tell because of the cold. Exactly
0: but. my thought as well, Dorothy. You and I pretty much exactly the same, brain-wise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you tell what he died of? You can't really tell what he died of.
3: Mm. Can you tell about the teeth?
1: Uh, make an investigation check with the teeth. Nine. Uh, you can tell that they've been prized out, that they haven't rotted off at least. Okay. Because the rest of his teeth look quite healthy. Okay. And you detect a very faint kind of citrus smell on his breath. Hmm. That, that the lemon,
3: tree, the lemon, the
1: lemon. The <laughs> I want to climb into a dumpster and see if I can detect any lemon. Any his lemon? Breath. Okay. Make an, I knew it would all come back to <laughs> this. Make an investigation check. Six. Six. Okay, you press your nose up (laughs) right next to his face. Um, You can't really tell. The dumpster smells very strong. He he himself is rotting. But you think you can because you've been primed to think that from Dorothy saying it. Definitely (laughs) lemon.
0: Yeah, weird coincidence. Um, Now I'm convinced. Now I'm convinced we're on the track of the same evil. Really? It was... You know what? Good, I'm glad you're on board, Mrs. Cavendish.
3: So. The Bible press. The Bible Mm. press, yes. Do you know where it is, Dorothy? Fulton, it's about 20 minutes from here.
1: Okay, you can hear the distant ringing of a church bell marking out the midnight hour right now. (gasps) We're late. Make constitution checks all as you start running through the wintry Mm -hmm. air of Chicago.
3: (laughs) 16. 12. 6.
1: Wow, okay. The frigid Illinois air whips across your faces as you sprint through the city. Fleeting images pass you by, an incoherent pastiche of the lurid newspaper stories you've read about Chicago, an urban hellhole, a city of gangsters. You see a man in a trench coat smoking under the solitary beam of a street lamp, the echoing bark of a dog in a lonely alley. Cornelia, you're the first to start flagging, your wooden heels clopping more and more slowly on the pavement, beating out a decrescendo of human failure. The rest of you helplessly fall back to match her pace unwilling to leave an old woman cold and alone in Chicago's seedy river district. Miraculously just as Cornelia comes to a wheezing and complete halt, you look up to find a pitted street sign marking this out as North Marcy Street and ahead of you there is unmistakably the squat silhouette of an industrial building, the brick façade daubed with the words O'Malley Press.
3: This looks like the place. I would
0: like to put a comforting arm around Mrs Cavendish. We're nearly there, Mrs Cavendish. Are you feeling all right?
3: I'm feeling just fine. (laughs) Just fine. (laughs)
0: I'd just like to lean on my umbrella for a bit. Lean on me, Mrs.
1: (laughs) Cameron. I'm fine.
3: I've got my umbrella. It's fine.
1: Okay. So you you think you are almost entirely alone here. A light snow has begun to fall. And the Bible press, O'Malley Press, uh, looks completely disused, at least right now. It might just be because it's closed at night. There is a large door. Uh, There is also an iron ladder on the side that leads to what looks like the second level of this kind of warehouse-style building.
3: I will say that my vote would be to avoid further violent confrontations with the mob. Okay. Personally. Interesting. I think that would be wise, Sebastian. You're not in a good way. I feel fine. Hmm. I think if we take it cautiously mm-hmm. and stealthily as much as possible mm-hmm.
1: indeed mm-hmm. so okay. mm-hmm. so should we what, look through the windows first yeah or? let's do that okay make stealth checks to approach the building 15 5 9 14 mm. okay yeah uh, Sebastian you're not too quiet about it <laughs> you're kind of tramping through the snow towards the warehouse well, I'm shushing
0: everyone yeah. <laughs> we're being stealthy now quiet
1: Um, But no one seems to no one seems to notice you inside Uh, as you approach more closely before you can press your faces against the glass that rings the building at ground level. You hear the sound of a car engine starting up and out of the back of the building on the other side from where you are, an automobile moves out at quite a clip and starts driving down the road. You're on the shores of Chicago River now, and it seems to be driving basically uh, along the embankment of the river quite fast. Uh, Make perception checks, everyone, at disadvantage to try to spot who's inside the car.
3: 17. Ooh. 12. Eight.
1: So, uh, Joy and Cornelia, and Cornelia, you in particular, notice that inside the car seems to be... Uh, a woman who looks remarkably like Angela Gresley in the passenger <gasps> seat of the car.
3: Mm. It's definitely Angie from the note. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Gresley, yeah. yes, well, no. Angie was in the note.
1: And, Joy, you notice that the car seems full, that there's uh, two people in the front and two people in oh, the back. Too
3: late, we missed them. What are you
0: gasping and gaping about? Did you see something? Angela
3: Gresley in the passenger seat. I knew event. it! Did you... Uh,
1: Dorothy, you hear voices still inside, them. <gasps>
2: And did you recognize anybody else in the car? No.
0: Okay.
3: I reckon Vinny would be in the car. Yeah.
1: Can we see anything through the window? Okay. Yeah, you can. You look inside the building. The interior of the building is as cold and dark as the street outside, and there are two hissing gas lamps placed low on wooden crates too far apart to do much more than cast the shadows in stark relief across the crowded interior of this building. There are huge printing presses that loom broad and long like the shadows of primeval giants sleeping in the penumbra. The crisp smell of new paper and ink fills the air. And for a moment, all you hear in the silence is the fluttering of an unseen sheaf of loose paper. Well, maybe we should take a look inside.
3: I think so.
1: Okay, make stealth checks again as you actually enter the building. 20.
3: 14. 18.
0: 4.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so as the four of you begin to creep through the building voices begin to emerge the first one says that's enough now you've got what you came for no need for things to get crazy then another readier voice says "Finny says we should blow them all down and scram before the bulls turn up a third voice says you said you wanted the dame and you got her what kind of loony operation are you running here threatening to fog my guys over nothing then the violently loud ripping sound of sudden automatic gunfire fills the room, nearly deafening you with its roar. There is the very brief sound of panicked footsteps, shoes clacking wildly on the floor, and then a heavy slump and a silence once again. The second voice you heard, the reedy one, says, "Duck soup, boss. Let's get out of here." Give <laughs> me a bottle of. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, Sebastian, uh, you very luckily managed to knock over a stack of Bibles just oh. as the automatic gunfire started. Uh, oh. So at the moment, you are still all undetected. I just look at the Bibles and
0: say, Thanks again, God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. I think we should have our weapons ready just in case Yeah. at this point.
0: Probably. All right, okay. I take out my pistol and also my bullets and start thumbing them into the chamber.
1: So as you start preparing yourselves, uh, you hear several voices continuing to talk. You clean up here. Uh, the three of us are going to take the car and meet up with Vinny at the train station. You hear shuffling and what sounds like paper being distributed. Uh, and then one of them... Starts just mumbling to himself, and you hear another car start and start to drive away.
3: Should we follow them? Is that do you think there's anything more in this Bible press? We know where they're going, we could catch them all.
1: Um, I'd like to pick up one of the Bibles and look at it.
3: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah,
1: you pick up one of the Bibles, it looks like a fairly ordinary King James Bible,
0: and reading it that doesn't seem anything out of the ordinary. Uh,
1: no, it's it's Brand new, very thin paper. How sort of large is it, I guess? Normal size, just a pocket Bible, really. Okay, I put Uh, it in my pocket. Cool. Okay, you put it in your pocket. The car pulls away, and you are not left alone, though. You can still hear one set of footsteps uh, muttering to himself, seemingly dragging bodies around, uh, Mm -hmm. not within sight of you.
0: I would like to sneak towards this individual, like stealthily behind the um, the bible presses okay yeah make shadows. a stealth
1: <laughs> make a stealth check 10 he does not notice you <laughs> great <laughs> what are you doing
0: uh, <laughs> i would like to walk up behind this person and punch him in the head <laughs> oh wow okay yeah
1: great uh go for it make a an attack check at advantage 15 okay that's a hit roll for damage roll a d4 Three, three. Okay, Uh, with your strength. Okay, so you step up behind him and you can see that he is holding a Tommy gun and he uh, he's kind of got it in one hand now as he's trying to drag a a body, bullet riddled in, in a suit also. And there's a long streak of blood and he's dragged them for about 10 feet now. He's completely oblivious to your presence. And as he nears one of the Bible presses where you're kind of crouched behind, a flash of inspiration hits you and you grab one of the larger hardback Bibles uh, that's lying on a press nearby and smack him over the back of the head with it so hard. And that his body just crumples to the floor immediately. Oh There's the God. clatter of his tommy gun hitting the floor. Oh uh, and he is unconscious. I'm
3: sure he was just doing his job too, Sebastian.
1: <laughs> but now it's all clear. So we can have a poker round.
3: <laughs> okay. How many bodies are there?
1: Uh, so there are four dead bodies.
3: Okay, I think we should check the bodies. Yeah, let's check let's, to take, see. let's take a body each and investigate. Yeah.
1: Okay. We're quickly just turning into scavengers here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see if there's any idea or anything.
0: we're know. Not scavengers. We're
1: investigating a mystery. We're like
0: detectives. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. We'll okay. take a body.
0: Thirteen.
1: <laughs> eight. Seventeen. One. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> hmm. So Cornelia. And Joy and Dorothy, you are looking at the bullet riddled bodies, basically. As far as you can tell, they don't have any distinguishing characteristics. They all seem like gangsters. Uh, Their features seem vaguely Italian, if you were to assume. Uh, But they're all conspicuously not carrying any kind of wallet, anything like that. They were not armed uh, at all. And they, you know, a couple of them have packets of cigarettes on them, various personal effects, but nothing that would mark them out. Uh, they have all their teeth and nothing else seems to be amiss with them beyond the fact that they have dozens of bullets in their chests and faces. Sebastian, uh, you were looking at the unconscious man and in kind of moving him around and trying to search him, you notice that he's beginning to rouse himself again. Uh. (laughs) You've brought him back from the brink (laughs) with how rough your handling is of him. Um... He does have a wallet on him, uh, and he has a pistol in the inside of his pocket as well.
0: (laughs) And just say, ah, bad luck. And then I smash his head against the ground. Oh, God. God.
1: (laughs) Uh, he kind of babbles a little bit as you raise him up in response to you saying bad luck. And then his head cracks against the concrete ground of the Bible oh. press like a watermelon in a sack. And there's there's not much blood, but you can you can tell from the wet crack of it that, that he's yeah he's gone now.
3: Oh,
0: the man was a murderer.
3: I mean, that's well, You true. weren't saying that about the last guy that tried to attack you. I
0: didn't know if that man was a murderer. <laughs> we know this man is a murderer. And yes, I've always been a pacifist, uh, since the war, I mean. But <laughs> things have changed now. We're uh, fighting an evil beyond our reckoning, am I right, guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, He's got a wallet, and that's about it. Oh, good, so you can rob him too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so inside the wallet, you find $3, and you also find five ticket stubs for train tickets. All right. yes You can see the details of the train that they're on. And it is a train from Chicago to Spencer, which is in Iowa. And it is departing from Chicago Union Station, which you know where that is, Dorothy. It's a very large station. It was very recently opened, actually, last year. It's been the talk of the town.
3: What do we do? Do we hail a taxi? Is there a... God, there is dying. one car
1: remaining that this man presumably was meaning to take. Mm. Does he have the keys? Yes.
3: On him. Okay. Yes, let's go. Let's yeah. drive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't drive. Yeah, I, I can drive. I know the... Yeah, Dorothy yes. will know the, the way. way. We, we don't know the way. way. Yeah, yeah we don't know drive, where yeah. the station is. So.
0: <clears throat> yes, I have no idea how to drive the mm-hmm. vehicle.
1: <laughs> Okay, so you leave the scene of this horrific massacre behind in a Bible press and leave it to the uh, ironic headlines for the next day
0: <laughs>
1: um, the The car journey takes about fifteen minutes unfortunately, uh, and there 's no real way for you to make it any quicker in the icy streets of Chicago with the frankly not amazing car that you 're taking. Mm. But you do manage to get to Chicago Union Station. Uh, The train station is a grand and sturdy building. It's newly completed last year and it features all the latest art deco architectural trends of the time. However, uh, it's past midnight now and there's just a smattering of people drifting absently through the cavernous marble halls of this station's atrium. Uh, Some of them are looking vacantly up at the vast departures board that hangs mostly blank overhead. In front of you, as you step inside, you can see that almost all the ticket teller desks are now closed, save for one booth, the third from the far left of the station, where a bored young woman sits cheek on palm, silhouetted by the warm orange glow of her small enclosure.
0: I would like to light my pipe and say, have I mentioned how much I've missed you guys? (laughs) 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 <laughs> this is great, isn't it? Doesn't this feel uh, just right somehow?
3: The gang's certainly all back together. Yes, exactly. So are we going to take the next train to Spencer, Iowa? Yep, I think Maybe we should ask hurry that lady else. over yeah. there, the last ticket tower.
1: Okay. Uh, so who wants to open a conversation with her? She does not look open to being spoken to but it's her job so <laughs> happy to do it would she be
3: more endeared to an American or an English I think probably like a charming English gentleman Mm-kay. I think might be <laughs> <a gentleman. laughs> where will we find one <laughs> yeah. hey, uh... Sebastian don't be weird okay <laughs>
0: I don't know about this. <laughs> has my
3: face
0: been like bandaged up? Or oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah. I, mean, I need it. to go to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've already started walking over to the woman.
3: Joy. Joy, joy I, I hot step and sort of yeah. overtake Sebastian
1: and get there first. <laughs> uh, okay, so she looks at you and then her eyes dart over to Sebastian and then she looks at you again, Joy, <laughs> and she says, Can I help you?
3: Hi, um, we were wondering if there was another train going to Iowa. Spencer. Spencer in Iowa.
1: <laughs> Spencer. Why is everyone going to Spencer? Yeah, there's one train. It's heading out at 1.30 in the morning. You're, you just missed the last one.
3: I know, we just missed it. Um, would it be possible to get uh, four tickets, please?
1: Yep, yep. There are not many people going. And she uh, stamps out four tickets, one for each of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks for 50 cents each.
3: Fantastic. I reach into my wallet and give her...
1: You found two dollars before. Two dollars. Great. Uh, So, at this point, you just need to wait for pretty much an hour to, to catch the next train.
3: Is there anything in the train station coffee uh
1: shop. no no there's no it's just a, a large kind of marble atrium are there
3: any water fountains it feels like possibly sebastian could benefit from hydration <laughs>
0: way ahead of you and i produce a hip flask uh would anyone like to partake in some good saying... old english scotch
2: sebastian not in public not in public very, it's, i'm sorry very, very, illegal, very, illegal very illegal right now what, one, of
1: the, one of the guards at the train station is looking at you at the word Scotch. It back, it and he starts, <laughs> starts approaching I, I, like, you. Put
0: it- freeze, and my eyes dart back <laughs> to all of you. And I like, screw it back <laughs> Yes, a uh, Scotsman. Uh, yeah, a uh, lovely chap. Um, big big hair, big beard.
1: So, and sir, sir, generally. sir, yes. what's in your pocket, sir? Um, I'm sorry? I reach into my pocket. Can I? Can I see the flask that you put back into your pocket, Uh, sir? Certainly. And I produce the Bible. (laughs) Make a Make a deception check at (laughs) disadvantage. (laughs) (laughs) Six. He gives a hard look at the Bible and then an even harder look back into your eyes, Sebastian. I
0: look at him placidly.
1: He says, sir, I'm going to ask you to come outside with me. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't mean to be... I don't know how you do things here in America. Great country. I love it. Um, is it possible if whatever it is that you wanted to say to me, we could do it here because I don't feel comfortable leaving these fair women by themselves alone in the middle of the night in a train station?
1: Okay, make a persuasion check. Is 17. Okay, uh, he sighs... Uh, and you can tell that he's quite tired. He's got kind of a haggard look on his face. And you you expect that he's nearing the end of his shift. And he says, sir, if you have alcohol on you, I'm going to need to confiscate it.
0: I I, I smile. <laughs> 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 uh, you you got me. There you go. <laughs> okay. Burning the midnight oil. I understand completely. <laughs> Okay,
1: he takes uh he takes the whisk. If you,
0: you wanna uh, find some uh, some pubs that are still open at this time, I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs>
1: uh he he looks at you for a long time and then he sighs again and he says Sir, do you know about prohibition? Excuse me. Do you know about the eighteenth amendment, sir? Um the consumption he, and sale of alcohol is illegal in Chicago. Illegal. Entirely illegal, sir. I see. So I'm going to need to take this flask of whiskey you said it was. Scotch. I'm going to need to take this from you, and I'm going to need to ask you not to purchase or consume any more alcohol while you're in this country.
0: No alcohol at all.
1: None at all, sir. At all in this
0: country. The whole country. country.
1: In the whole country. The whole country, though.
0: Is that right? Ha. Ha ha. So be it.
1: You have a good evening, sir. And he turns around and then he starts uh, clicking away towards the entrance of the station.
0: <laughs> I turn to the rest of the team and I say, "This um, this might end up being much more horrible than I anticipated." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Our hero's footsteps echo through the yawning stone vault of Chicago's Union Station. Above them, pigeons flutter to their nests, and Dorothy, Cornelia, Sebastian and Joy sit down on a cold wooden bench to wait for the train. They have an hour to wait and a perfect opportunity to rest, but with the savagery of their encounters still fresh in their minds, no rest is forthcoming. Sebastian shifts in directionless agitation, and Cornelia huddles awkwardly beside Joy to keep out the paralyzing cold. Methodically stretching her limbs, Dorothy tries to relax her tired muscles, but with little success. As the minutes break slowly over our heroes, they sink into more of a daze than a sleep. Together, they stare unblinkingly at the polished marble floor, tinged green in the electric glow of the station's lights. Their shadows lie still, here where there is no sun to move them. You've been listening to The Butchers of Goose Lake written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling with music by Jonathan Day starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg and Charlie May as Joy Dotton Cavendish I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master you can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Definitely Human. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production.